Hey Spirit fans, this is Seth Askelson, and I hope you are enjoying every episode of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast. We are looking forward to bringing you a wide range of guests as we ramp up to the fall season and want you to tune in to each episode to get the best insight and stories from all Spirit programs. As our guest list grows on the podcast, so will our ways you can tune in. The OUAZ Athletics Podcast is now available on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and of course, on the website at ouazspirit.com slash podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe to let us know who you want to hear next and to never miss the next installment. Those four great platforms are where you can find our brand new episodes every week the moment they are available. Once again, you can now find every episode of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and at OUAZSpirit.com slash podcasts. Welcome in again, OUAZ Spirit fans. My name is Seth Askelson, and thank you for joining us for yet another edition of the OUAZ Athletics Podcast. My guest today, men's soccer senior, Miguel Acosta. Miguel, how are you today? Good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. It's uh, another gorgeous day today uh recording on friday and um just getting ready for the weekend i know for yourself you said you guys were uh had a pretty tough week pushing yourselves but what's it like to get back out on the field i know you're not in full contact quite yet but working out both in the gym and on the field how how does it feel to start getting back a little bit uh you know man it's a great blessing that we can you know get on the field work in the gym uh, a lot of people you know stuck at home uh not being able to have these opportunities and, you know, for four months when you're away from uh, touching a soccer ball with your friends, uh, your family, it's kind of hard. So, you know, getting up on the field, touching the ball, feeling the grass, you know, um, the ball hit your foot. It's a blessing. And, you know, it just brings me joy to be able to to do that and share it with my friends. Yeah, I think a lot of people, um, no matter what the sport here, are excited to get back with their teammates. I'm sure you guys over the entire break obviously your season was done so there was no worries about uh, not being able to get a definitive end to your season but usually you're going through spring workouts summer workouts and that didn't happen as a team together how were you guys able to stay in contact and and really continue to be a, a team even though everybody was miles apart you know i credit uh, matt gower coach our head coach with that uh he did a great job you know zoom calling us almost every week every tuesday thursday uh, he made us read, read a book that's straight out of the Matt Gow playbook, you know, keep us together by reading a book about, you know, mental strength during these times. It's pretty hard. And, you know, uh, moving on. Also, not staying stationary and um, comfortable with the situation, you know, go out and run, uh, do the stuff that you have to do. Prepare yourself like if there is a season, you know, if you come in prepared like there is a season, uh, you're just going to top it off once you start training here at school. You keep going, and you just keep getting better and better. So um, it was kind of tough. Uh, Coach Matt, you know, Zoom calls, uh, FaceTime, uh, keep everybody together. You know, in these rough times, you got to call one another. You know, uh, and also uh, we did uh, – he would bring in people to talk to us. So uh, that helped a lot to, you know, helping our mental strength was a key to uh, success during that time. That's a lot of really about sports when you think about it, right? Leaning on your teammates, making sure you're staying 
together as a team and, and leaning on each other when you need it the most. And I also think it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, if you're training for a season, whether it happens or not, and you keep that mentality, you're just going to top on once you get back to what you've done. I know a lot of coaches, I think just around the country, I know I've talked with some, some of my other coaching friends around the country at different schools, and they've kind of expressed, yeah, our guys didn't really – stay on top of things and it's like you said you know they're trying to get back into game shape whereas for yourself and your team you guys are already there you're just now adding on so not a lot of catch-up being played hopefully at least for your team and who were some of those guest speakers at least uh, those that were the most memorable that you mentioned that coach gal brought on uh it was a notable author of the book called pound of stone so uh that book is really about you know working hard and changing your mentality uh it's about you know Say the character just gets mentally stronger as the book goes, you know, dealing with his ego, uh, dealing with uh, his his work ethic and stuff like that. So the author of that book, uh, it was based on a true story, and he came and talked to us about, you know, uh, working with your team, working on your ego. How can you benefit your team and not only yourself? So that was very powerful, bringing the author on to us. How much reading had you done before Coach Gao? Had brought. I mean, obviously, you've been on this team now four years, so I'm sure he's had you guys read some more books. But I know for me, I don't read books. I, <laughs> I read Twitter, which probably isn't a good thing to admit, but that's about the extent that I read. What about you? Were you a big book reader before joining this team? Uh, to be honest, no. Uh, and that's the growth that comes with, you know, being in a program and starting a foundation. Uh, you know, Matt introduced us to many books. Uh, uh, you probably heard of this book, Mind Gym. Yeah. Oh, that's another big one at a Matt Gals playbook, <laughs> uh, Mind Gym. And uh, also, you know, talking to Matt, uh, coming in as a young 18-year-old uh, college freshman uh, out of state, uh, he was kind of like my guide and my mentor. And, uh, you know, I started uh, thinking of what I wanted to do in life, and I also want to become a soccer coach. And uh, asked him about some books that he read coming up, and, you know, like, in soccer, the Sir Alex Ferguson's, the Jose Marinos, Pep Guardiola's, stuff like that. They have very notable books. Uh, so I started reading those during quarantine as well, get the knowledge of soccer, you know, so I can share and teach it to other people as well. A lot of players, at least athletes that I've talked to, no matter what school, um, have mentioned that, yeah, they would like to be coaches afterwards, right? I mean, for myself, I played hockey growing up and coaching hockey is something I've always thought about as well obviously I haven't jumped into it quite yet but <laughs> um, as a player at wanting to get into coaching eventually what have you learned from this coaching staff whether it be coach Gao, uh, Dave, David Stockton, Patrick um, what have you learned you know even a guy like Logan Ray what have you learned about coaching from this staff that you'll apply when you finally enter the coaching ranks? So uh, right now I actually coach a club team here in you know, local Arizona club team called Cassie FC. I got the opportunity from uh, one of the coaches. Uh, the big thing, the big key thing was love. You know, these coaches show lots of love, uh, love one another. Also respect, right? Respect one another. Once you put love and respect into the game of soccer, then comes the knowledge, then comes the hard work. So I got that from the coaches, as well as not only are you creating uh, great soccer players, you're creating uh, human beings, right? Uh, you're guiding these young kids to grow up, you know, become hard workers, respectable and lovable people. So, yeah, that's what, what I learned a lot, you know, the impact that a coach can have on someone. It's a big thing. What ages are these kids that you're coaching? Uh, 10 and 9 years old. 
Okay, so definitely kids that are you know may have played soccer for a couple of years, but really starting to ramp up into competition. What's been the hardest part of coaching kids that young? <laughs> uh, for me, the hardest part is just you know having them to pay attention, keeping them their attention. You know, with kids, uh, you can teach them a lot of things about soccer. Right at this age, they retain a lot. However, if you talk too much, you know, they'll lose you and they'll start looking at the butterflies flying around and stuff like that. So you got to moderate yourself on what you teach, right? Have your points and stuff like that. And then also, you know, uh, changing the mentality. Once you're at practice, you're at practice, right? We're not here, you know, talking about Fortnite while we're doing passing. So, you know, it it was hard for me, you know, at a young age being a coach uh, to get them to focus, you know, have the mentality of, okay, it starts now. Let's focus now. Was there anybody that you had talked to or leaned on maybe when you were having those difficulties of, like you said, nine, ten-year-old kids? It can be hard, right? You, you know, you talk too much. They're not going to listen. They want to talk about other things and practices <laughs> first starting. Is there anybody that you leaned on or talked to to find that advice? Hey, how do I, you know, get these kids to focus without seeming, you know, overbearing or I'm giving them too much at once? Is there any particular person? Yeah, uh, I have to credit uh, Coach Phil Merrick on our team. Uh, you know, he comes to practices, he, he gives me pointers, you know, this is what you can do better, this is why I love what you're doing. Uh, that's very helpful, the the criticism. I love criticism. So he helped me, you know, understand, like, they're kids. <laughs> they're still kids. They still want to have fun. You know, you have to involve fun. You have to involve activities in this. And then, then you know, get that uh, connection between with the kids. And then you start building, right? So Phil Merrick, you know, helped me out. I was a little frustrated the first couple of days, you know, because I was like, come on, guys, let's pass. But um, it all worked out, and then they're starting to pay more attention to you, to me now. Yeah. That's good. And, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, you want to make sure those, as you said, you know, it can be frustrating. It can be very frustrating early. And um, I also think it's good. You know, I'm no psychologist by any means, but, you know, I know as a kid when I played sports, I liked hearing those compliments, right? Like when you're giving the criticism, it's also important, hey, as you mentioned, what Coach Phil America told you, you know, hey, I like what you're doing, but this is what you could do a little bit better. And I think especially at that young age showing those kids, hey, you're doing well, but here's how you take yourself to the next level is definitely a good thing to teach that early. And I mean, for you, nine, ten years old, that's a very impressionable age, right? I think that's a an age not as – Often, as you would see, maybe high schoolers, you know, quit sports due to a tough coach or a coach that maybe kind of put a bad taste in their mouth with a sport. But you're definitely making it impressionable for these kids about what to expect from coaches. Do you feel like you're setting a, a really good example of, hey, this is what you should expect out of your next coaches as you get older? Yeah, uh, I go in there with the college mentality. However, I uh, bring it back a little bit, right? They're still 10, 11 years old. But right now I'm trying to install the you know, the hard work ethic, okay, you focus, I practice, you be respectful to your teammates, right, you show love, encouragement, and also, I like to think about, uh, for every negative, you give two positives, right, you correct them, however, then you give another positive to let them know, so that's really big. It's almost, uh, I don't know what the exact technical term for it is, but what I've known as the, um, almost a criticism or compliment sandwich, right, like you said, (laughs) You give them the compliment first. Okay, hey, this is what you work on better. Hey, but this is also what you're doing well. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what I was thinking this whole time while while talking to you about, you know, how you're you're talking to the youth and, and making sure that they're doing well and they know they're doing well, but at the same time give them that uh, constructive criticism, 
criticism and that constructive feedback. So for you, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a journey to OUAZ. You're one of the originals. This will be your final year. The one of the few players to play all four years here <laughs> at OUAZ. I mean, only four years old the program yeah. is, and um, you know you're from Stockton. When did you first hear about OUAZ? Uh, honestly, right after I graduated high school. You know, uh, I've been knowing uh, Coach McGow for a while, probably uh, three years until that point. And uh, uh, I didn't know anything. He just called me one day. He's like, hey, I have this uh, head job at a university. You know, we're starting to build this the first year. How would he like to join? And um, with him, he's a very trustworthy guy, right? He's one of those guys that, you know, you'd go and go into war with, right? So uh, that's the first time I heard about OUAZ. And uh, I like to start and finish things as well. So I was like, you know what? I'm on the ship, coach, right? If it sinks, I sink with thee. So, yeah, that's the first time I heard about OUAZ. So it's right after high school, obviously, Coach Gow gives you a call. Are you able to make any sort of campus visit before you make a commitment? <laughs> no, honestly. Like I said, he's trustworthy, you know. He told me so. it was all on, you know, the vision and the trust. So you get here. You know, you you trust him, <laughs> and obviously we all know how this story ends, and it's a good thing that you trusted him. But when you first got here, what did you think when you stepped on campus? <laughs> you know, God works in mysterious ways. Uh, during high school, you know, looking at colleges, stuff like that, I was like, mm, you know what? One state I would never go to is Arizona. I hate the heat, right? <laughs> right, right. So I was like, no, nah, I'd never go to Arizona. And then three weeks later, you know, I get this call. Hey, you you're trying to join a uh, university team in Arizona? I was like, you know, I was like, dang, all right, that's a great opportunity. I come here, right? Never visited. I come here into the original, uh, what is it called now? It's called uh, Founders Hall now. Yeah, yeah. So I come to Founders Hall, right? He's there in front of Founders Hall. And I get there and, you know, say hi. And then he's like, hey, welcome, man. So I was like, so where's the school at, coach? And he's like, <laughs> he's like what do you mean you're looking at it and i was like huh he's like yes yeah, is this building behind me so uh, i it was kind of a, a shock to me i was like whoa okay uh, uh it's nice yeah but you know i was very excited you know to start a new program you know soccer i love soccer i'll do anything for it but yeah that was my first time i got here i was like uh where's the school at coach he's like it's right here he's like, just one parking lot and one building he's like yeah, we're getting started, man. I was like, ah, all right, coach. Start yeah. this journey. It definitely is the start. You want to talk about starting things. It's <laughs> starting with a building and a parking lot. And, yeah. Uh, definitely got you a wish, maybe a little a little too much <laughs> too much to your liking. But uh, for yourself, uh, did you get a tour? I mean, obviously you're here. He shows you the building. But does he explain to you, whether it be that first day or any other point, what the vision is, what the goal is for this school? Yeah, of course. Uh, he made it very clear when he called me. You know, he says, uh, it's really starting, you know. This, uh, uh, you guys are the beginners. You guys are setting the foundation, so it's really up to you guys how this goes. Uh, he, you know, gave us the tour. This is where the field's gonna be at. You know, the building stuff like that. And uh, it's just a vision. You gotta trust them. Uh, we keep working. You, honestly, for soccer, in my opinion, you know, I come from Stockton, and we don't really have a lot <laughs> in my high school. Uh, we had a small, tiny, dirty field. So I'm used to it. You know, I work with what I got. And, um, you know, we want to practice everything. So I was just really focused on the soccer and the school part. Not really worried about no buildings, right? 
before you came and got that call from Coach Gal, what, how were you feeling about college? Was that one of those things that, you know, was it I want to play, but I don't know if I will? Were you getting other offers? What was that outlook before Coach Gal called you? Uh, so before uh, Coach Gal called me, I had two offers. One it was in New York, and another one was in Nevada. However, you know, uh, being a family guy, you know, Hispanic families have big families ties. You know, don't really want to. Uh, leave the house, right? Your mom, my mom's really uh, protective, loving mom. So it was kind of hard at first. So when he called me uh, to come, you know, to Arizona, a couple of my teammates also got recruited. So it was uh, comfortable, right? I know Matt Gow. I know that he's a solid coach. I know that he has a solid vision. So uh, I wanted to continue playing soccer, right? It's the thing I love. So when he gave me that call, I was ready. I was ready and prepared for it. So the field doesn't get put in until really after the first year. Um, what's that first year like for you? It's, as you said, with your high school, you're used to not having a lot in terms of facilities and equipment. But was it a challenge for you? I mean, was it one of those things that, you know, you cherish as a new experience? What was that first year like? Uh, you you put in good words, cherished it as a new experience, right? They're giving me the opportunity to come to college and do what I love. And, uh, you know, I'm taught to... Uh, love those opportunities also be grateful right not a lot of people get those opportunities to play college soccer and be able to go and get an education so I was really grateful for of that and then also that first year was tough man you know I'm not gonna lie uh, for me it was more mentally right mentally draining since uh, we had a school we had to deal with you know traveling all the games until the last two games and, you know, everything that happened that first year was really mentally tough on me. But, you know, it also created the person that I am today, you know, growth off of it, uh, became a more loving person. I appreciated everything more than I have, right? So, yeah, uh, I just say it was mentally draining that first year. So for you in that first year, I think not only you're not the only person who felt it was mentally draining. It was definitely a tough year. Though, go eight and nine. Um, and your first win was against Providence Christian. Um, over in Pasadena, California, you guys win six nothing. I mean, a a dominating performance. Uh, two goals in the first fifteen minutes, and then the onslaughts on from there. Uh, what was that feeling like as you guys? Not only you won, but you won in pretty convincing fashion. Um, it was great, honestly. Uh, we're a lot of hardworking freshmen, so to get that first win, uh, it was incredible for our vision and our season to go right. And uh, a lot of our teammates from Cal for were from California. So a lot of parents, you know, did that drive to go there. So it was an awesome experience getting the win. Uh, seeing your parents for the first time in three to four months that you were hardworking, right? Let them see the fruits of your labor also was a really good experience. And after that, uh, I feel like our team came together more. You know, we started trusting each other since you have 22 guys that <laughs> knowing each other for the first time in their lives. So after that win, you know, everybody started trusting each other more, became more comfortable. And, you know, okay, Coach Gal, we got our first win. Let's see how how we can go up for now, right? Right, and I think that's uh, the way a lot of the programs around here worked, right? They they went to get that first win. Okay, what's next? And for you guys, that came really early, second game, um, especially after a, a tough start in your first ever game, a 5-1 loss. But um, you guys, again, roll on, and you get to an 8-9 record. Um, for you, you don't end up putting putting up any points, no goals, no assists. Um, do play 516 minutes, though, so a good chunk of minutes. Did start three games as well. 
but there's no points. Was that was there any sort of frustration for you that you weren't able to get yourself on the score sheet in that first year? Uh, it's a little frustration, yeah, because you know you come from playing clubs, you know, scoring a couple goals and stuff. So it's a bit of a culture shock once you once you come into college soccer. Uh, for me, the struggle was a little bit on the physical on the physical side, right? Uh, I didn't know that I came in knowing that. You know, I was in, in the best physical shape, you know, coming at a young age. And then being away from home, you start, you know, eating a lot of bad stuff and like that. However, uh, for me, it's not really about the goals and the assists. You know, it's it's great creating an assist or scoring a goal, right? But for me, it was more about the team win. You know, how can I get prepared for my team? How can I be the best player for my team, the best version of myself, right? For me, if I score two goals and get an assist, if we lose, that doesn't really mean anything, right? So for me, getting the win, uh, working hard, right, making those tackles where I have to, um, it was more important for me than the goals and the assists. And I, I know a lot of athletes would say, if you know, when they are having a hard time scoring or, or finding ways to create, that they're going to do other things to make sure they contribute to their team's victory and, and to a really good season as a team. And for you, you mentioned you know making the tackles where you need to, but what were some of the other ways that you felt you were contributing really well towards in, in that first season uh leadership you know uh, leading from the front is a phrase that i love right you can lead but if you're doing something else on your other time and not being an actual leader then it doesn't mean anything so you know i was trying to be a leader on the field uh making my voice heard uh, trying to guide these guys into the right direction right uh also practice i practice right i practice like i play so you're gonna get hit either you're my buddy or not so getting my guys prepared, say I don't start, but my friend or my teammate starts, I got to get them prepared for that game. So I got to come in 100%. So I believe that that helped a lot as well. I'm a, I practice uh, in the books as well academically, you know, and then guiding these guys on the field and off the field. You had said that maybe you weren't as physically prepared as maybe you could have been for this season. But what were some of the other things that you had learned or – kind of figured out during that first year as a college soccer player? Mental toughness. Mental toughness is a big thing in the game, right? You can be prepared, but if you come in, you know, anxiety on your first game or anxiety during the game, you're not going to perform at your peak level. So uh, mental toughness and also thinking a different way of the game, right? Uh, I uh, credit Coach Matt for that. Think before you play. You can go in, you can be physically fit, 100% a beast, but if you go in there and don't think the game and play without thinking, <laughs> you're going to get ran through, right? So that was a big thing, uh, mental toughness and just thinking about the game more than I was before. Now, you guys get through that first season, 8-9, and nine, as we mentioned, uh, one one went away from going to the NCCAA playoffs, so felt just short of a postseason berth, but What's the feeling like and, and kind of the vibe like around the locker room after that final game? I mean, are, is it maybe we were more successful than we may have been hoping for? It You know, obviously it's probably tough to just miss out on a tournament berth. How's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing after that first year? So the first year uh, after that game, uh, we're disappointed, right? Uh, we said that's what I love about this team as well. We set high goals for ourselves, and there is a lot of expectations, right? Um, you know, getting to the playoffs and stuff like that. So we're a lot disappointed. However, we're motivated, right? We show them that we can do it. A bunch of 18-year-old freshmen on the field, we can we can play with you guys, right? We're only one game away from playoffs. So it motiva- motivated us during the spring to work harder, right? 
the next year, you know. Okay, this year's a year. We're going to show you guys that we're still going at it. And we're still going to go beat your butt into this new season and make playoffs. Yeah, and in, at the end of that first season, um, you had the opportunity to clinch. You only needed two wins left with um, four games four games remaining. Just had to go 500. Lost a tough one to Bethesda College in overtime. Did a rebound with a win over Grace University. Um, had the chance to clinch there against Johnson and Wales and lost three to two. Um, and and that one was a tough one as well. You guys were leading in that game two to one at halftime, and Johnson and Wales put up two more. And then the game against Embry River to close out the year. Um, got a goal at the 83rd minute, but just just a little too late and lost two one. So definitely a heartbreaking way to <laughs> yeah. end the season. Like you said, you know, okay, we were that close. We we're going to come back and and show that. You know, we're still going to take it to these teams and we're going to be even better in year two. And another thing that was better in year two for your program is this beautiful field where you're are kind of looking at it. we got the sunshades <laughs> uh, screening out. Have the, to have the sunshades. I so. know, especially in the morning here in this press <laughs> box with the sun coming in. I mean, I'm sure you can attest with you guys out there in the morning Oof. that sun is nasty yep. on the field. But it's that beautiful green turf out there with the orange end zones. Um, obviously, you're on campus. You're seeing everything get built. And that's finally done and finally complete, and you have a home stadium. What is that feeling like for you? It's great, actually. You know, we have the stands. Our first year, we didn't have stands. We had parents sitting on chairs and stuff like that, right? Uh, it's more appealing to the crowd, and also it gives you a sense of motivation, right? You look up into the stands, and you see your family or the crowd. Um, it's like it's go time. It gives you motivation, okay? I'm here. Let's get ready, right? When the field wasn't there, uh, the motivation was still there, you know, to prove everybody right. But um, it was kind of hard, you know, getting ready in the in the locker room about half a mile away, <laughs> and then putting on your cleats and walking to the field. Yeah, you, know, you can't really seem tough walking half a mile away, you know, with your cleats in your hand <laughs> to get ready on the field. But you know, having the locker room, um, having the new field, it's pretty pretty awesome coming out. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, you guys were able to play a few games. The field technically opened up in October of 2017, but as you said, people sitting in lawn chairs, <laughs> still almost that, you, know, you hate feeling. to say it, the club feel, the park feeling, right? Yes. Like you're going to a park and, yeah. and no permanent seating. I know I worked at a few community colleges, and it was the same way, right? I mean, they had little bleachers, but mostly lawn chairs and things of that nature. So having these bleachers up and bleachers that particularly even this last season were were full and, yeah. and had great crowds. So, but now you guys finally get that true home field advantage, and it's your first year in conference. Now you're not eligible for uh, any sort of NAIA postseason, right? Can't go to the conference tournament, can't go to the national tournament, but you're still eligible for NCCA play, and it's your first year in conference. For you guys, you start out the year with a win, four two over Embry Riddle. The same place your season ended the year before in Prescott. Weren't able to get to the NCCA tournament, but you opened up with a 4-2 win over Embry-Riddle. Was that almost a feeling of revenge or, or payback? or What was that feeling like when you guys beat the team that basically ended your season last year? Uh, it showed growth, right? Growth of our team, our mentality, and also the hard work that we put in, in the spring and in the summer, right? That's a little needle that we had right 
Coach Mangal uh, emphasized it a lot. You know, we got to go beat these guys on their home field, right? So we come in there, uh, second-year program. Ember Riddle's been established. We go in there and whip their butts, you know. It's kind of like, ha-ha, got you back, right? You beat us on our field, we beat you on your field. Even worse, we got four goals on you in front of your home crowd. What are you going to do now, right? So <laughs> it just builds a, a sense of satisfaction, right, after that win. You know, we're going in the right direction. We're growing as a team, and let's go get more wins this season. Yeah, and that game, kind of a, a wild trend. Ember Riddle scores two minutes in. Then Samuel George answers in the 16th minute. And then um, Mason Laxanen ends up taking a 2-1 lead in the 26th minute. So quick fire goals, getting to halftime. And then Mauricio Ochoa and Nathan Quisenia end up scoring two goals in two minutes. And then um, another goal in the 90th minute, 20 seconds left, a goal to win the game. So um just a, a crazy game but it's as you <laughs> said kind of growth right that that mental toughness you were talking about it it shows guys are down 2-1 could be easy to fold but you come out at a certain point to score two goals in two minutes then put it away with 20 seconds left you know the, the clock is ticking everybody can feel the cheers and, and the nervous energy yeah. and you guys get the job done so um that season i mean then you followed up with a win over the university of southwest double overtime win there um beat University of Antelope Valley. So you guys are really rolling here early, right? Just just racking off the wins um, and, uh, you know, beating Dixie State, who's now um, up in the NCCA or NCAA rank, excuse me. Um, but you finally get to your first conference game. You guys are rolling pretty well here. And you beat San Diego Christian 8-1. to So you're this new school. Last year finished under 500. This year in non-conference, this year being 2018, you're off to a great start. You're showing that growth, I mean, immediately on the field, and you win your first conference game. What was it like to win that first conference game to kind of show, okay, we're here? Uh, satisfaction, it was a great feeling, you know, uh, beating an already established school. Uh, it kind of showed that we're not only the new kids on the block, we're going to take over the block, right? Uh, beating San Diego Christian, it, uh, it gave a message out to the other teams to not take us you know, for the little guys on the side and uh, pushes over and shows that, you know what, we're going to come here. We're going to beat you guys for 90 minutes, you know, come beat us, see what you can do against us. You know, we're young, we're hungry. Let's see if we can outwork that. And then you end up winning another non-conference game before jumping right back into conference play against none other than Arizona Christian. Beat you 5-1 the year before. To open, you know, first ever game in program history. Probably not the way you want to go. Um, up and down game. But you guys tie. At this point, um, Arizona Christian was 9-2-1. and one. You guys had uh, come in 9-1-0. 9-1-0. I mean, almost two juggernauts now facing <laughs> off, right? Last year you were the new, as you said, new kid on the block. Now you're here to take it over. And... You go out there and you you kind of punch one of the big boys in the yard right in the mouth, and you end up tying. You score in that game. You score your fourth of the year in the fifty-first uh, minute. But uh, and then uh, Sergene Nadal ends up scoring less than a minute later. <laughs> but uh, Jesus Valenzuela scores about four minutes after that, and it ends up in a three-three tie. But what was that game like? You guys get a chance. You don't end up winning, and and you were you did have the lead at one point, but don't hold on. But it's a three-three tie against your in-state rival, a team that kind of pushed you around a little bit last year, especially in that first game. What was that like to tie 
that game. It was a dogfight, man. You know, we we're down 1-0, come back 1-1. And I believe they scored again, right, 2-1. Uh, I haven't played the first half of that game. You know, I was hungry. Come in, score, <laughs> blessing, give an assist. Uh, uh, for the team, we're working hard. Uh, it showed, you know, like I said, we have growth. We're going to fight the whole 90 minutes. You guys think you can punk us? Nope, not going to happen today. And uh, even after one year with Arizona Christian, we already built that rivalry. And at their home, right, we want to beat them. Um, like I said, it was a dog fight. We wanted to get that win. However, we got the 3-3 tie. Uh, we didn't come out sad or disappointed about that game. It was more, okay, see you guys next year. See if we can do this again, right? It's more of a, let's see what we can do to you guys next year. And then the next year, you know, we got that win. But uh, those games are always important on our mind and always a must win. But, you know, we got the tie that day. But we didn't get, we didn't lose, right? We didn't win. We tied. But um, it just showed, you know, hey. I'm still here. Last year was a fluke. <laughs> you got us in the first game. Yeah, and it's like you said, it's almost a, a see next year. Hey, we're we just showed we're right there with you. <laughs> so yeah. you better be ready for the growth again. Unfortunately for you and your team, season doesn't end in the regular season at least the way you're hoping. You go two and four in conference play the rest of the way, end up with a three, four and one record. But I mean the G SAC was really good. As we mentioned, Arizona Christian came in, uh only had one one loss uh -huh. before that game, or uh, sorry, they had two losses before that game, but they had the same amount of wins at nine wins. Uh, Menlo was ranked 22nd in the country when you lost 2 1 to them. Um, lost to Vanguard, who at the time was uh, 14th in the country. So you guys are, are playing in a conference that uh, is really good. And in that Menlo game, uh, two goals within 30 seconds of each other. Um, and then. Eric uh, Hegman ends up scoring in the 89th minute. So uh, you guys were getting off to quick starts just like any other game, and then that game kind of grinded to a halt there, but had the opportunity, couldn't, just couldn't get it done, lost to Vanguard, um, and then lost the last two to Westmont, who's extremely good, and then at the time ranked 23rd, the Masters. So um, you finished 2-4, and four, but you're playing a lot of good teams, and you're playing a lot of good teams close. And what's the feeling after the regular season, right? You know you weren't eligible for NAIA postseason play, but you maybe could have felt that conference play could have gone a tad better for you, maybe just a little, a couple more bounces here and there, and it's different story in the conference record-wise. What's that feeling after the regular season like? Uh, after the second season, like I said, uh, our vision is to always go as far as we can. You know, we have high goals to achieve. So uh, it was pretty disappointing, right? A lot of those games, as you can see, uh, we got scored on probably – 60 plus minutes into the game uh we attributed that to uh you know mental focus we weren't focused enough we got to the seventh minute you know our body's tired but your mind has to be focused and at that at that year uh we let that slip you know our focus wasn't there and it was pretty it was pretty disappointing so disappointing end of the regular season but season gets to continue you go to the ncca uh national tournament a tournament you finished basically one goal short of last the year before. Now you're here, and you get to play uh, Columbia International, and you win. You win 2 nothing, the first ever postseason victory in men's soccer history. Um, Ricardo Navarro scores twice, gets a penalty kick, um, and then that was in the 15th minute. And then in the 56th minute, he scores again um, off of assists from Kyle McDowell and Samuel George. So um, two big goals from... Ricky at that point and you win two nothing so 
How's the feeling now? You're in the postseason for the first time. You win your first postseason game. Sure, the regular season didn't end the way you wanted to, but now all of a sudden you're showing your championship contenders, national championship contenders at the NCCA level. How are you guys feeling? Uh, after that win, whew, it was great. You know, it was like a a big, nice, deep breath of fresh air. You know, we're still in this. We're still good enough to compete, right? After a, a, season, a regular season, you know, a couple losses in conference, uh, you start doubting yourself and kind of there's doubts in the team. So after that win, it showed us, you know, you're still here. You're still dogs in this fight. You still can compete and take wins. And it was just, whew, it was a good, it was a good night. So unfortunately, um, Ricky's two goals in that first game are going to be the only two goals that the team scores the rest of the way. Though you do end up getting into the semifinal. You lose to um, Southwestern. Christian, 2 to nothing. still get out of pool play into the semis. Um, and uh, Or sorry, you lose to Grace in the pool play, excuse me, then get to the semis against Southwest Christian, who was number the number one seed in the tournament, and lose 2 nothing. So, again, good start to the playoffs. Not an ideal end, almost like the regular season was an ideal end. But you get to the postseason, you win a game. What's it like? I mean, do you guys feel like – I mean, obviously take that next step to the postseason, but how big of a step did that feel? It felt like a huge step towards our program. Not only are we playing for us, but we're playing for the whole program. Um, getting to the playoffs is always a goal, right? Uh, as a young program, it shows that, you know, these guys mean serious business. And it's also very satisfying. You know, I'm in playoff. I'm in playoffs. I'm in a tournament, right, while other teams are sitting at home, right? They're established. They're sitting at home right now probably watching us play. So it's pretty great. You know, uh, it's all the hard work coming into the field, and, you know, we're seeing the fruits of our labor into those playoffs. Uh, we, we take a couple losses, however. We weren't as disappointed, right? It was a long season, a long mentally draining season, and um, it was just a set of foundation, right? Like I said, each year we want to get better. Okay, we made it to the semifinals. Let's see how far we can get next year, and that was a huge step for us. Now, for you on a personal level, at least on the stat sheet, you score five goals. At one point, you score three in four games, uh, one against Providence, one against Benu Mesa, and then one in the conference, you know, first ever conference game against San Diego Christian on the road. Um, and then you score, in, as we had already mentioned, in that game against ACU. So three in four games, four in six games, um, and then you add one more at Hope International in that 3-1 win in 2018. So five goals and an assist. Um so we went from not having any points in that first year to um, having 11, including five goals. Um, and you played a lot more minutes. You only started one game, but you played 582 minutes a lot more. So you're playing a lot more. You're getting in the stat column. How did you feel you did on a personal level? Uh, on a personal level, it was probably uh, one of my best years that I had, right? Uh, the year before, uh, like I said, it was mentally draining. However, it was mental impact on me as well, you know, uh, starting uh, two games, three games. So I went into the summer, you know, see how, how can I fix my nutrition? How can I fix my mentality going into the new season? Um, I came in, right? Uh, I got injured <laughs> in the first couple of days of practice, and I thought, oh, not again, right? And then God blessed me with the opportunity to play a season. And I just attributed it to my mental game, right? Uh, we, we got to work with um, Dr. Sherlin, right? The man of many professions, <laughs> as we know him here. Uh, he helped me a lot in the mental side of the game. Uh, I was doubting myself a lot after that first season, 
and coming into the second season, uh, I came in more mentally strong, uh, motivated, and I think Dr. Sherling, he probably doesn't know that or know who knows who I am, but I attribute my success 50%, I believe, to him. Well, hopefully he tunes in, and <laughs> I know if he does, he'll appreciate the the shout-out and, and probably know that he helped you become yeah. a better soccer player and, and probably a better student and a better person as well in that year. So, okay, so as we mentioned, that season, a lot better. You had you won some big games, went to a tournament. It's a little bit different this off season now. There's no kind of – I mean, there's excitement. The school is growing, right? But your field's here. Your stadium's here, right? You're Okay, we have what we, we've been looking for. What is that offseason like? You know, you're going to be eligible for NAIA postseason play. You've proved that you can win big games when needed. What's what's the offseason like heading into this past season? It was the toughest uh, offseason for sure. Right, uh, We're getting held uh, pretty high in expectations. Uh, we went to the playoffs the season before, and now that we're eligible, right, that's our goal to make playoffs this year. So uh, we went into preseason working pretty hard. Um, two two a days right practicing day practice at night, uh, working hard on the field, off the field as well in the classrooms. Uh, every day at four o'clock, study, study the game, uh, study how we're gonna play, the movements, tactics, stuff like that. Um, uh, so, uh, it was it was pretty hard, but it's enjoyable at the same time, right? Uh, we're here to work hard. We know what we're getting ourselves into, and we see the vision ahead of us. So, um, it was the most important year of, like you say, the program history. So 2019 gets off with a, to an incredible start. 14 nothing win over Park, who's brand new. Um, but then you beat Westcliff, who pretty well-established team, right? You talk about beating the established teams. Beating Westcliff 3-1 at home was big for you guys. Now you're heading, after that, you're heading to the farthest regular road, r- regular season road trip the team has ever made, all the way to Georgia. Take on Truett McConnell and then 24th ranked Reinhardt. What is the mentality? And, you know, you guys have been on road trips before, but it's been to California and then obviously the one to Florida um, for the NCCA tournament. But this is regular season, the chance to prove to the rest rest of the nation, right? Nobody on the East Coast really knows who you are other than the teams that played you in the NCCA tournament. You're going into some dangerous territory, a territory nobody knows who you are. What's the mentality? What's the preparation like as you guys head to Georgia? Uh, it starts on Monday, right? Uh, our trip is on Tuesday. We start on Monday. On Monday, getting prepared mentally. Like I said, going two days at practice and then going into the classrooms. Also, uh, we like to call our, our trips business trips, right? Where they're on business. Where they're to work hard. Where they're to put our school's name on the high. And um, it's just a lot of motivation, right? We're going, we're going into the enter the field into a new state we know that you're ranked that doesn't matter to us we're going to show you that we're better than you and that we come and work hard over here from arizona well you sure showed it uh in pretty quick fashion at least in day one uh played troop mcconnell on the thursday august 29th beat them six to nothing now it's a saturday afternoon game against 24th ranked reinhardt and so you guys won the day you know two days before you know, this is probably the biggest challenge you've ever faced as a program, as a team. What are you guys thinking as, as game day comes along, as that game morning comes along? Uh, that first game that we won, uh, it gave us a lot of confidence, right? With this OUAZ soccer style of play. You guys can't deal with it. You've seen it in the first game. 
now we're going to show the second team how it's done as well all right we come into motivation uh we have a lot of we come into it with a lot of motivation we wanted to beat them of course um you just wanted to come in uh work harder than them right we're gonna outwork you on the field and we're just gonna pass around you and just going into with that mentality um gave us the success that we had that day now your program is used to fast starts uh reinhardt scores in the fourth minute then christian gennaro answers in the ninth minute so again uh, right away games games flying in the 18th minute reinhardt scores again then seven minutes later samuel george scores again so i mean goals are being scored and they're being answered very quickly there's not a lot of room to breathe out there for anybody in terms of you know you, it's almost like you don't want to have the lead because <laughs> you know it's you're going to be dangerous. in danger about yeah. five minutes later. So, but you get to halftime, it's two-two. You know, you haven't had the lead quite yet, but you're right there. You're not losing. What's the message at halftime? We got to outwork them. It was a hard day in Atlanta, right? It was probably like 97, but we're used to it in Arizona. Um, you got to work harder than them. You got to beat them to the ball, and also mentality and focus, right? Uh, like I said, the years before, after the 70 minute, our focus wouldn't be there, and we lose a lot of games. And the that year, the new year that we came into it, we came more focused, the full 90. And it showed. I believe we scored in the 87th minute, I believe. We got uh, a foul, and then, you know, I believe Dorge Wittenberg scored that goal. And it just showed that our mentality has grow, grown, and the focus grew as well. Yeah, so um, you guys come out and Hazem Sobi scores in the 50th minute. Then, as we talked about, it's not a good thing to have the lead. It's almost <laughs> not a good thing to have the lead in this game because then uh, about six minutes later, uh, Callum Lee scores his second of the game. And as you mentioned, Torge scores in the 80 uh, – time of the goal was 87-39, so technically the 88th minute. But as you said, awarded that uh, that penalty and that free <laughs> kick in the yeah. 87th minute – um and you guys get that lined up and you put it in so you mentioned you know after the 60th 70th minute in the past two years the mental focus maybe went away right guys getting tired and, yep. and the mental focus kind of deteriorates with the physical mm -hmm. um, tiredness of of the game but you guys really locked in in those final 30-ish minutes right i mean that goal reinhardt to ties it to tie it excuse me is in the 56th minute then nobody scores again for the till the 88th minute so what was that like, and, and what was the mentality, and, and how did you guys lock it down in those final 30 minutes to set yourself up for the game winner? Um, defense wins games, I believe, as well. Our defense, um, we settled down. Uh, like I said, we set up a fort. They couldn't get past our defense, our midfield, and once we established that, right, we established the, they couldn't come through. We kept the ball. If we keep the ball, they're not going to score on us, obviously. They don't have the ball. Uh, we kept the ball. We focused, we moved it around them, and then the goal was going to come. Uh, we all had that sense. The whole team knew we're going to somehow come out with this victory because I know our team is focused, and we grind the whole 90 minutes. So, uh, in my opinion, that whole that whole game, the whole 90 minutes, we didn't think we were going to lose. We already had the mentality that we're going to come here, we're going to get the win no matter what it takes, no matter what minute it is. Now, soccer at the collegiate level isn't like it is at – the professional level where, you know, the clock continues to run, then they have extra time. When you score, time stops. And when Torge finally scores that goal, I'm sure everybody's excited. But now you've got two <laughs> minutes and 21 seconds to defend. 
is there you know everybody's excited but do you guys get calmed down do you guys say okay we're leading like now we need to focus defensively how do you guys get yourself reset to okay we're really excited we have the lead but we got we got to defend for the next two <laughs> minutes and 20 seconds uh, it's a warrior mentality those last three minutes get everything out right you have a 3-2 win there's no reason why we should <laughs> go being and throw everybody in the attack we already have the goal settle down right let's be calm we got the goal however let's be focused let's talk let's um, set ourselves up for success right as our defensive midfielder you got to talk a lot and uh, so they don't get those gaps so yeah i believe that you just got to settle we settled down uh, we defended like warriors i believe they had like two corners in the last you know as a team obviously you oh dang they got two corners you got to get them out so you know, it was pretty fun. I think it was fun, you know, defending those last four four minutes, I believe, because it kept stopping the clock. Um, just wore him mentality. Yeah, I know. Uh, giving up corners probably isn't uh, <laughs> the greatest thing to do. But it's like you said, you're, you're getting everything out, right? You'd rather give up a corner than oh, yeah. just play around with the ball in the box and then it get turned over and it's in the back of your net. Yeah. So you guys end up winning 3-2. to two. How's everybody feeling, right? You, you get that goal, everybody's excited. Okay, let's focus. Got a little tight there at the end, but you win. I mean, how's how's the celebration? Is there a big br sigh of relief? What's what's going on there after the game? I'll tell you this. The first five to ten minutes after, whew, you feel great, right? We got this win against the 24th team in the nation. It's Frank. We just beat you guys last minute, right? Joy, right? Also, um, satisfaction, you know. We came here. We worked hard. We got something out of it. We got the win, okay? And then also, uh, don't get comfortable, right? We, you won this game, okay, it's over. We have a, we still have a season ahead of us. And then 10 minutes after that, that's when your body starts hurting. It <laughs> starts hurting after the game. You start feeling it in your back. Ah, and then, you know, you got to catch a plane right after that. So it's just you got to keep going. A win, but you got to focus on what's next. Yeah, those charter flights after games probably aren't the, uh, the most comfortable rides back. Imagine getting a cramp. Oh, I, I could. 12,000 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, there's nowhere to go. You can't really stretch it out on that plane there. You can't yell either. Everybody's sleeping. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You just got to bite on the uh, bite on the barf bag they provided in front of you. So um, you talk about not having a letdown. And um, unfortunately, you guys come back home and you end up losing to Marymount 2-1. Uh, to one. You score first and kind of in surprising fashion. No goal gets scored in the first half. Usually, as we've talked about, you guys' games get, mm -hmm. get off to a hot start. A lot of goals early, but nothing gets scored till the 53rd minute when Josiah's Cruz scores. Um, but uh, Marymount scores twice, including in the 85th minute to win the game. You guys had a big win, first win over a ranked opponent, but end up losing at home. So what's the feeling like after that game? And, and in the weekend of practice, right? Okay, we had this big win. We came home and we didn't win a game that maybe we felt we should have won. Now you're kind of at this impasse where, okay, non-conference is winding down. Conference season's about to start. Is there a reset in focus? What is that like after the Marymount game? Uh, you uh, said it in perfect words. It's a reset, right? After that win, I believe we we're uh, high in the clouds, right? You just beat, you just beat uh, two teams. You beat a ranked opponent. Uh, then you come back to your home. You're pumped. And the focus was just in – was – wasn't there that day uh they got the best of us like i said the 70 plus minute and that day they scored in the 70 plus 70 plus minute so we came back into that old habit and you know we took the loss we took it to the heart we know it was on us right the mental focus uh the communication everything wasn't there so it's just we start 10 toes down again and we keep working from there 
as the old saying go, old habits die hard. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. An 86-minute goal. Again, like you said, the 70-plus-minute focus meant aspect just wasn't there that night. But that reset ends up working. You win, you win five in a row, including your conference opener against San Diego Christian. You drop uh, the second half of that conference opening weekend to Hope International, one to nothing. But now it's okay. It's, it's time. We play ACU again. You lost the first year in embarrassing fashion. You tie them last year, right? As you uh-huh. said, okay, hey, we're going to be back. You know, we're different. We're going to be back. Just wait till next year. Next year's here. What is that preparation like for the week against Arizona Christian? Like the two years before, we're ready. You're our rivals, right? We're going <laughs> to whoop you. Look at us. We actually have a field and some stands now, right? We have everything. Everything was just set up for success. Uh, we worked hard that week. Uh, I feel like our focus was higher than the week before. And um, we just went in there, worked hard, and uh, we got the win. Yeah, end up winning 2-1 to one, um, at home. You guys had an entire week to prepare usually with conference. You're playing yeah. Thursday, Friday. This year a little bit different. You're going to play um, back-to-back just due to some of the – you know, state, uh, you know, in California due to the state rules just to make things a little bit easier. Um, but you get the full week. You score twice. Uh, Mauricio Ochoa scores in the eighth minute. There's the early goals again, right? They're, they're yeah. coming back. The early goals are coming back. Josiah scores again in the 22nd minute. ACU answers right before halftime, but no more goals after halftime. So you lock it down two to one. You're on a five-game winning – or you were on a five-game winning streak. You've won six out of your last seven. You only have two losses at this point. How's everybody feeling? You beat your rival. I mean, what's it like after that ACU game? Oh, after the Atlanta, like I said, after the Atlanta game, we, we learned a lot about uh, settling down and focusing even after a big win. So after that win, um, it was great. You know, it's always great beating your rival, right, in 2-1 fashion at our field, right? It's our home. We protect our home. But after that, the next day, we're already getting prepared for the next game. You go, you come, you recover, and then you start getting mentally focused for I believe it was Saturday that we were going to play the next game. It was season. Okay, we beat you. Let's move on. And you guys were able to to move on at least um, into conference play, but conference season doesn't end the way you're hoping for. Um, You guys are really in the driver's seat to almost get a a first-round bye in the the GSAC tournament. You're 2-1 in conference, um, but the results aren't, aren't great after that. Lose to Menlo on the road. You tie against William Jessup. Lose to Vanguard in an up-and-down game that, uh, talking to Coach Gow after the game, he was not very Woo. impressed. He was he was pretty upset. He was pretty upset. You lose to Westmont 2 to nothing. So you go, all of a sudden, you're 2-1. and one, You're at the top of the conference, and you're showing, okay, hey, we win a couple more. Maybe we don't have to play that first weekend of the conference tournament, too. Okay, we're playing the Masters on the road, and we need a win <laughs> right now, or our season is over. What is the focus and, and what is kind of the process like? You already played at Westmont. You lost two to nothing. You know you have to win this game against the Masters in the final game of the regular season. What is that morning like? How is everybody preparing? Do or die. You know, a coach was speaking about it's win or go home, right? Uh, I believe the whole season uh, we're good individually, right? Our team wasn't 100% yet, I believe. Uh, so coming into that game, it was more of let's see how we can work as a team. Let's see if this 100% chemistry uh, shows in this game. And I believe it showed. Everybody uh, put the little grain of sand, right? And uh, we worked hard. We got that win. 
Uh, Coach Matt was pretty happy, right? After we had a lot <laughs> that Vanguard day. After getting chewed out, we knew, okay, we can't let Coach down anymore. So it was a big win for us and for the coaches as well. It was big for us, you know. We can show them. We got you guys. Don't worry about it. When this, when the time comes that you need to win, we're going to win for you. You guys definitely exemplified the do aspect of do or die because Samuel George and Hazem Sobey score two goals in the first 12 minutes. Then in the second half, uh, Christian Gennaro scores in the 61st minute, and Victor De La O scores in the 65th minute, officially about uh, three and a half minutes between those two goals. So 4 nothing. You guys put the foot on the pedal, and you get in. You have to beat the Masters, right? Mm-hmm. Winner goes on to the conference tournament. You get it done. You're going to the conference tournament. The, se- the regular season may not have ended. You know, the last few conference games didn't go the way you wanted. But now you're in the conference tournament. You won the one that mattered the most. How are you guys feeling? How are you guys preparing as you have to head into the GSAC tournament? We felt pretty good, right? However, it was just the start of a new season for us. Let's see how we can get mentally prepared. Let's see how hard we can work on the field, right? We're starting at zero again. And um, I believe we were going to play Hope. And Hope had beat us the in the game before. So it was another revenge game for us as well. So we came in there with the mentality, like I said, uh, we're going to beat you today. And also, uh, togetherness. Our team was more together than it had been the whole season. Uh, we started, you know, on and off the field. It was way better. The chemistry, the love was more. It was there more. And I just I just see that it showed on the field. There was a lot of injuries and stuff like that. However, you know, like our team, it works hard every day at practice. Um, that day, I hope, it didn't even show that we had injuries or people that weren't playing that day. Yeah, you guys really had to show that resiliency that you had in the past. Mauricio Ochoa actually scores first in the 20th minute, but Hope answers right back. They scored two goals in a minute and 59 seconds to take a 2-1 lead in the halftime. Then Josias Cruz, uh, where did he find? Did he find the golden boot at halftime or what? <laughs> he scored He scored twice, including the game winner in the 81st minute. Yeah. But uh, what was what was the talk at halftime? You guys are down two. You were, were, you were winning one nothing. You give up two goals in two minutes. Now you're down at halftime. Are you guys kind of taking taking the shock value of that? Like you said, we were a little shocked at first, uh, but then coach, you know, settled us down. Uh, there's 45 more minutes to play. Uh, we needed to focus with each other, you know, talk more uh, on the field, off the field as well, get, help each other out communication. And then also, like I said before, we had the mentality of saying, you know, we're not going to lose this game, right? This game's too important. Uh, we've worked too hard, and we trust each other more than we have ever before. So we went in there into the second half knowing that we're going to get the results somehow, and they were not going to beat us that day. So as we talked about, Josiah scores twice, scores in the 81st minute. Now you're almost in the same situation as Reinhardt, right, where, okay, we got this goal, we came back, we're leading. Now we got to calm down and defend. How are you guys able to get that job done, and, and specifically for you in the final nine minutes? Um, it's just settle down. Communication is key when you're defending, right? Those last, uh, say, what was it, like 10 minutes, nine minutes, like you said, uh, they're coming in hard, right? A lot of long balls, right? You have to settle down. You got to get the 50-50 balls in the air. You got to win. That grit shows at the end. Uh, it was a hot day as well, right? It, it's grueling. You're tired. But, you know, the mental focus is always going to uh, bring you to that success at the end if you're tired or not. And it's just team mentality, right? 
these guys are not gonna beat us. They're not getting into our house, right? The goal is our house. They're not getting into our house. Take everything, take everything out, right? They're not gonna score from 100 yards away. Blew everything out. That's fine. We'll get the win. We'll come out of here and move on to the next. The official time of Josias's game winner was 80 minutes, three seconds. So you had nine minutes and 57 seconds to defend. You get the job done. So okay, you win. You're the last team in, or one of the last teams in. Should I say you're the fifth seed? But um, okay, so you know, okay, we're gonna have to go play Westmont, team that beat us last time. They're now ranked number four in the nation at this point. What's the preparation like uh, in practice, and and how are you guys getting ready for? Not only the semifinal, but I'm obviously assuming what you guys are hoping is going to be a a, cha- a conference championship game as well. Uh, I believe we had two days to prepare for that for that game, so uh, we didn't see much uh, field time. Right, we're still recovering from the hard game that we just played against Hope, so you got to let your body recover for at least 48 hours. So it was more of the of the focus and also fueling your body right. You know, the right nutrition. You don't want to. Um, Give yourself the you give yourself you know a setback. Uh, you go in there, do what you gotta do, and then you're just studying, studying the team, uh, showing that we can beat them. Right? We go in there. We know they were the number four team in the country at the time. That doesn't matter to us, right? You're a soccer player. You do what I do. Let's see who can come out with the win. So you get there, and I'm sure this is a good. Uh, sign of things to come john canner who's been really good for you guys on the back end you know his entire time at ouaz scores his first goal of the season in the 23rd minute um then hazem scores he's he's scored a lot of big goals uh-huh. all season long he scores in the 29th minute you're in you're at halftime the team westmont beat you two nothing last time now you're up two nothing on them what are you guys feeling at halftime um uh, motivated right also, joy. We're up to zero. Um, we need to beat these guys in the semifinal, and they're all, they also beat us, so it's revenge. And also, you you gotta come into it with focus. Two zero in the sport of soccer is one of the worst scores you can have, right? The other team scores one goal, you're done. They got all the momentum. They're gonna come score another one on you if you don't focus, right? So we had to focus we're focused more on that let's not let them score on us then let's get a goal our our goal will come with good defense so we went in there knowing we had to defend you know uh shut down the spaces shut down their way of play and you seen a goal come out of it the good defense we get a counterattack boom 3-0 we settle down let's move the ball <laughs> let's make them run and then that just worked out at the end of the day as you said the patience paid off Christian Gennaro scores his 15th of the year in the 66 minutes, uh-huh. so you beat Westmont, you beat the number four team, three years into this program, and you've been here for all three years. One year, you're a goal away from the postseason you miss. Last year, you missed the championship game, but you know, you're in the semifinals in the NCCA tournament. First year of eligibility of NAIA postseason. You're going to your conference championship game. How are you feeling personally? Satisfied, uh, a lot of joy, right? It's been three years in the making. Uh, all our hard work from that first day that we showed up as a new team, uh, it all came. And <laughs> uh, honestly, I was pretty uh, emotional that day. Well, not crying or anything like that, but, you know, I was pretty emotional because, you know, um, it's been a long, grueling uh, journey 
to get there. And then to get there, it was it was just a lot of joy. I was happy for the coaching staff as well, right? They've been in it as long as we have. They work as hard as we have. So I was just happy for the team and the coaching staff. So you get to play Menlo in the championship game. Tight game all the way through. One-to-one goes to the shootouts. Don't end up winning. It's a 5-4 shootout in, in favor of Menlo. So you don't get the automatic bid to the NAI tournament. Um, and then you guys just fall short in terms of being an at-large bid. Uh-huh. What were those few days like? Um, you lose a, you know, don't get the result you're looking for in the conference championship game, and then you're told you miss out just barely for an at-large bid. I mean, there's a lot of jubilation, right, of, uh-huh. of beating Westmont, but uh, how are you guys feeling over that next seven days or so? Uh, it was pretty uh, disappointing, right? We, we were there. Right? It was just a penalty shootout. It didn't go our way. Uh, also, we had no time, you know, to, you know, get over the loss. We had to go to work. We had to be focused just in case they call they call up our name to go to, to the bid. And also, there's always the, the other NCCAA tournament. So we had to stay prepared. We're a little bit disappointed, but we're still going to work. We're still going to work hard at practice. So we had a little bit of time to feel sad about it. As you mentioned, you didn't get the call for the NAI, but you do get the call for the NCCAAs. You take out a little bit of your frustration in that first game against Ecclesia. <laughs> you put 13 on the board. Um, and then you also beat Grace, who beat you the year before. Yep. Um, get that revenge win, but lose to Mid-America Christian in the semifinals, one to nothing. So, you know, kind of a really up-and-down month for you guys there, right? You, you get in on the final day of the regular season of the conference tournament. You get all the way to the finals. You beat the number four team in the country. Your first win over a top-ten team as a program. Then you lose in a penalty shootout by one, and, you know, you just miss out on the NAI tournament. Then you come in and you get a revenge win over Grace and drop 13 on another team and then lose in the semifinals. So really just like a roller coaster <laughs> of, of of a finish for your team. But as a season, for you personally, how did you feel? I mean, as you had said, you know, after year one, you tried to be a little bit better physically, right? Your nutrition, the way you worked out, you yeah. tried to be a little more physically prepared. After the 2018 season, being a little more mentally there, right? You had a, a tough season. Um, the, the year before in 2017, in 2018, it improved. But you're looking to, you know, change, you know, find that better mental edge heading into the 2019 season. What were you looking? I guess first, what did you think of your season in 2019? Um, it was a great season, right? Uh, our third year into this program we get to the conference championship no one no one believed in us that we we're going to make it to the conference championship and then getting to um a semifinal again into another tournament and then losing 1-0 right but we came out it we came out of it as a team you know saying we accomplished a lot right uh, our expectations are so high and our goals are so high right that we hardly ever look back and say dang for a 3 year program Look at what we've done, right? We're taking out Westmont. Westmont has been established for many years. They have a coach that's been there for 20-plus years, right? And we come in here and into the home, beat them 3-0, stuff like that. Uh, so now when you get to sit down and look back at it, uh, I get to say that it was a great season. We had a great season. Ups and downs, but uh, it was a great season. Then we topped it off with, you know, a couple of finals. Uh, sadly, we couldn't win them, but, you know, this year coming up, like I said, we always got better <laughs> the year after. So maybe this year is our year. Yeah, if 
Um, and usually in math, trends are usually supposed yeah. to continue the way <laughs> they go. So as you mentioned, if, if the trend follows math rules, it will lead to a conference championship. But as you know, in sports, trends mean absolutely you nothing. Know, you never know. Yeah. Right. So f- for you, what is this offseason brought, right? As we talked about, you were you kind of had focused on certain aspects every offseason. What was this offseason? O- obviously a lot different, and your season's going to start a lot later, but during the time of COVID when you were at home and, and everybody was quarantined, what were some of the things that you were working on um, to prepare yourself, right? You talked about, hey, coming into camp, if we're already ready for games, we just add on top of that. What were you doing specifically to get ready? Uh, the way I look at things in life is uh, the glass is half full instead of half empty. So, you know, everything going on, the COVID, our season's canceled. Uh, I'm quarantined in California, right, in my house. So I saw this opportunity to uh, to make everything that I have been working on better, right? My first year was nutrition and the physical aspect. The second year um, was more mentality. The third year was working on both of those, and now this my last year to see how far I can go with both mentality, um, the physical and nutrition side of it, see the best version of myself. And that's what I really worked on during COVID, you know, uh, working out, reading books, like I said, knowing the game. Um, I just saw it as a chance to get better and better myself. Now, another big thing that happened in 2019, 2020, before everything got shut down, as you said, you walked in, you asked Coach Gow, where's the school? And <laughs> you said, it's right behind me. <laughs> well, when we look out right now, again, sunscreen, sunscreens are still on here up in this uh, third floor of the Odell Center, but looking at the dorms, we're looking at the student union, we're sitting in the third floor of the Odell Center. I mean, just beautiful facilities. What was it like for you? Was it almost a feeling of, okay, I really bought into this school once you saw everything start to become finished and, and get open? Yeah, I like to think about it as like, this is our creation, right? We were here when nothing was there and now, now it's built. Uh, these buildings grew like we did. We We like to use the the idea of building a foundation. If the house has a good foundation, the house is gonna stay up for a long time. Like these buildings, they build a good foundation, they stay up for a long time. And uh, going into this program, that's how I thought about it. Uh, the buildings, you know, they're cool, the field is cool, but it's more about, I care more about the legacy of the team and the foundation of the team, right? You have a, a great foundation of guys, uh, hard workers, coaches, everybody, right? The buildings can be there, but it's more about the people, you know, the people that work in it and the teams and everything like that. What was it like to step into the weight room for the first time? I know, especially when you talk to athletes, that's one of their favorite things. That in the training room, because I've, I've walked in the training room a couple of times, and yeah, it's it's a gorgeous training room with all the, all the equipment you could ask for. For you, I mean, you guys are working out high schools. You guys are working out, you know, wherever you can find a place. But now you have a, a gym and a workout room to call your room. How, how did that feel when you were able to f- step into the first flo- floor of the Odell Center? You see the weight room. You see the training room. You see the locker rooms. Okay. What is that feeling like for you? It's pretty great, you know. Um, we came in here having nothing, and now we have something. Right? So we're grateful, you know, state-of-the-art room. Uh, we're grateful for Coach Hodgson screaming at us <laughs> at 6.30 in the morning, waking us up, giving us motivation. And, you know, it's just a great feeling, you know, using the equipment. We actually have equipment that's ours now. And uh, also, it's more, uh, it's pretty satisfying mentally because you you think about it and you're like, okay, I can get more prepared than I was the season before 
or I can work even harder now because I have the facilities and I'm able to do this now. So for you, final season, your senior year, as you mentioned, you want to get into coaching. You're coaching right now. But what are your goals and how are you going to prepare yourself for not only the season, but for what's next for you after school? Uh, during the season, you know, be the best version of myself and also a lot of freshmen can guide the freshmen, um, give them, you know, give them the, the handbook of success, right? We've seen success these past three years. Let's hand it off now. We gave you the template. You guys do with it, right? Uh, setting up the freshmen for success, guiding them, having them work, the install the hard work ethic. And then after school, honestly, I'm just, you know, trying to get my master's and then uh, see if they find me. <laughs> see if they give me an opportunity to be a GA or something, you know, be a coach. Because I really want to be a coach. I feel like my purpose in this world is to impact people and make people better people. Yeah, if anybody is, at least any players are great authors on the handbook of success at OUAZ, it's yourself. <laughs> I mean, when you look at it, right? I mean, guys like Victor DeLo as well, Samuel George, um, just a, a couple of names to that show, you know, Mauricio Ochoa as well, just guys who've been here from the start and have, have firsthand been a part of and contributed to that success. So, uh, Miguel, I really appreciate you coming in and taking time to talk with me. Are there any final words or any final thoughts you want to leave with, you know, whether it be the OUAZ fans, um, the school itself, uh, your personal family? I mean, are there any final words? Uh, you know, just uh, I'm very grateful for the school giving the opportunity. Uh, grateful for Coach Matt Gow. Um, in, in California, where I'm from, not a lot of people get this opportunity, right, to get out and go play soccer. Uh, you know, you don't really see a five six <laughs> Hispanic get the chance to go play college ball in America. So I'm always uh, appreciating Matt Gow for that, you know. He guided me into the person I am today. Also thank the school for giving me the opportunity for this education. And you know, just my families and friends always supporting me through the thick and thin, right? Thank you for having me on, right? It was a really good time talking about the past and talking about the future as well. I know I'm excited about the future and, and what's to take place in 2021. going to be kind of an odd in the record books, right? You <laughs> played a 2019 season and a 2021 season. You're going to play two 2021 seasons, not you personally, unless you do get a graduate yeah. year, but the school is going to have two 2021 seasons technically. So definitely will be a weird time in the record book, but hey, it wouldn't be o OUAZ without <laughs> a, a little bit of positively yep. weird in it, would it? Yeah. So, Miguel, thanks again, and uh, hopefully we're talking soon. Thank you very much.